Welcome to Think of the Children. It's a podcast in which we take the things you love and then extract the joy out of them like a misery mosquito with a joy proboscis. Um, my name is Owen Piper and joining me once again is my friend. Would you like to introduce yourself please? I'm Jay Little and I still do things. You still do things? You're here to help me with the things? Yeah. I'm proud that you actually managed to keep your like laptop all plugged in this time. As opposed oh to... fuck! Oh for gosh, really? This is not a bit, ladies and gentlemen. This is an actual. Ah. This is just Jay being a peb, a plebums. Oh. Are you okay, there, friend? Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna just cut all this. Um... No, don't. It's it's comedy gold. <laughs> you say so. Um. <laughs> so uh, last, uh, so we've we obviously this is the first episode of the podcast going to be on iTunes. If you listen to our pilot, you know kind of what we're about here. Um, I've got some good feedback, my friend. So we're we're going to keep doing it. Yay! You ready to you ready to ruin some childhoods? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, do you have any ideas of what we can run with today on uh, this episode of I have one, Seminal? I have one suggestion from a, a close personal source of annoyance to me from your missus. From my from my girlfriend. It's a Star yeah. Trek, probably Deep Space Nine. That's what I've got written down because she tweeted it to the to the Twitter account, which, by the way, is at TOTCcast. If you want to tweet stuff, you can do it there. Plug. Yes, plug. DS9. Okay, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be level with you here. I have not seen DS9. I I've seen like probably one and a half seasons of it. It's pretty good. It's surprisingly good. I was like, it's very cheesy. It's very 90s, but it's yeah. it's it's got some interesting. There's some there's some heavy shit in there sometimes. I've seen a lot of TNG, and I watched some of the original series. TNG is kind of where I spend most of my time with Star Trek. So I don't really have a frame of reference for Deep Space Nine. But how do you think we could... You've seen more of it than I have. How yeah. do you think we can we could ruin it? Well, I think uh, the main like source of like complaint that we have about the people who have got the series is the actual Nine of Deep Space, the actual station. I think we should change it so that instead of it being a station, Deep Space Nine is now a bar. On the Klingon homeworld. Okay. Okay. And everyone is Vulcans. So, okay, or, better yet, Cheers in space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just take out all the fun spacefaring elements and yeah. all the rad... And, like, Quark, like... Quark who's my favourite character, he's essentially me, but, like, better with money. Yeah, so, which is good for you, which is a trait you yeah. need. Yeah, it's probably... But he, like, uh, basically all he does is try to scam people. I think we should make it so that he's the most generous person to really bring out, like, that side of him to make it, like, more interesting. To just completely change up the character, but he's yeah. got, like, a, a like a dark grip, like, a dark addiction or something. Yeah. Like, something something that makes it... Again, I, I want to try... Last week, we, we really leaned in on the whole, this, let's make everything really edgy side. So I want to think of other ways we can ruin stuff now. Yeah. Like, maybe just market this directly to teens. Um, yeah. Or adults, like, in their 40s. Okay. So just, like I say, cheers in space. Like, oh man, I had a hard day at the asteroid factory. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I know in Mass Effect they throw asteroids at people, but I don't know if they manufacture them, and I don't know if that would have... Wait, did they? What? When was that? I've played every Mass Effect. When was this? Yeah, they, like, like, there's a, one of the strategies that Turians have is they pull asteroids out of all Oh, yeah, and they, like, use, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I last played Mass Effect, because the second one, the first one, rather, is a bit... Bad. ...difficult to be... Yeah, I mean, it's dated. It has not aged well. I, I replayed it. Uh, like a like a couple of months ago, and I was like, I wanted to be my favorite class is the Sentinel. I love the Sentinel. Of course you do. It's a tank. It just runs I, around, I, does all sorts of weird shit. I love him. See, I play Vanguard because yeah, that's pretty fun. No, I, I was like, I'm gonna play a Sentinel in the first game. No, Infiltrator in the first game is a lot worse. Yeah, I was like, shit. I'm just playing. So I just play. I'm, I didn't realize until afterwards they were like, oh, yeah, you know, you can switch classes between games. It's like, thank Christ, I will be playing Soldier. <laughs> I know. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Like seven, uh, like infiltrators in the first game. I remember. I remember. Like I've got a couple of save files from Mass Effect, and one of mine uh, 
Shepherds is a female infiltrator, and um, I remember trying to play through the first game. I was like, "Oh my god, there's a lot of shake on this scope." Yeah. And I'm trained. I'm trained in sniper rifles. This should not be happening. It's pretty bad. It's fucking atrocious. But we've got. We again. We kind of got off topic. DS9 again. I don't. I don't know how much we can do here. We haven't seen it. Which I, I ideal. Which is ideal for ruining something. Really. Is, it's like it's quite. It's difficult because I have only seen one and a half seasons of it, and I. The show is pretty good, but it does also like sometimes have some like episodes that are like, why? Like there's okay. some, like weird romance one where like basically, do they have Ferengi in Next Generation? I don't. I don't know what that is. They're the weird people with asses for heads. <laughs> that's the only way I can describe. Sorry, what? No, I gotta look this up. That's it. For I think it's F E R E N G I. I think Ferengi. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, but like that's it. But like, oh yeah, these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean now. Like, okay. my, favorite, my favorite character piece that's nice. One of those, and like, they have this weird rule where like women can't do anything. Okay, which is kind of, which is kind of mean. It's a bit, it's a bit rude. It's not really nice. Yeah, a little bit rude. Yeah, it's not really good at all. So, um, like, there's this entire episode where he gets this accom- he's get this assistant who's like totally, obviously a woman in disguise, and it's like uh-huh. the episode's just weird. It's okay. It's just weird. So I think really. So it- if you just left, if you basically just took the writers for Deep Space Nine and then said, okay, you know all the really cool shit about, like, coming out, like, surviving war, like, discrimination based on race, and all the really cool shit that you handle very well. Don't do any of that. Do all the weird romance and crazy shit, but we'll give you <laughs> ecstasy. And then we just leave... Out- <laughs> just lock them in a room for ten minutes yeah. with a fuckload of E and chlorine and see what comes and out. And then we also, for, like, for the alien designs, we take the people who made Pokemon, give them twice as much ecstasy, and then lock them in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this. It's perfect. Going on, leading on from that, I have a suggestion here from Amy Taylor, who suggests we ruin uh, Pokemon. She specifically said the games, but I think we could ruin the whole multimedia franchise if we try hard enough. Yeah. Uh, let's make Ash catch in the protect. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, they already did that. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, um, the protagonist of the Pokemon anime is already terrible. Yeah. So I don't need to worry too much about that. But the games are very easy to ruin. You just make Sun and Moon again. Make it violent. So you just feel really bad all the time. It's a, I mean, oh, what? Just have, like, de- graphic depictions of, like, the Pokemon getting injured? Just have, like, so, like, just have, like Luxray ripping the top half of Jigglypuff's head off. <laughs> Pikachu, use Thundershock! And then, like, fucking Rapidash gets third-degree burns. <laughs> like, yeah, Pikachu's like, from, I'm gonna use, like, my Thunderbolt, but it's, like, a really shitty Thunderbolt, because it's a fucking mouse! <laughs> then Luxray again, because Luxray's the best Pokemon, comes out of nowhere and just eats him. Okay, well, first of all, Azumarill is the best Pokemon. Fuck you. No, Luxray is by far the best Pokemon. Okay, okay, look, this is gonna, this is gonna be called the wedge between us. This is gonna divide us. I feel. Yeah. So let's let's try and avoid the best Pokemon debate. Well, even we all agree that Vanilla is fucking stupid. It's not terrible. I mean, if I, okay, no. To be fair, you really have to best... like find the best word to like say. It's not the worst possible scenario. It really isn't. Like honestly, like there's a lot. For, everyone says that Pokemon is really shitty now because they keep running out of ideas for Pokemon. But like, you got to remember, in the same generation, they introduced that fucking ice cream thing. They also brought about like that really cool eagle one. Like you know, and Volcarona came from Gen Five as well, which That's is cool. one of the best Pokemon I've ever seen. So like, the, just because there's a few shitty ones, I mean, Gen One had a rock. That's true. With arms. I actually, I have a pretty controversial opinion. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's get, give me this hot take. I don't like the Gen One starters at all. That is a hot take. I quite like them. I don't hate them. I don't, I don't love. Them I don't. I don't dislike them. I just like compared to the other Pokemon in the game. I'm like, it's a turtle, or onion thing, and a dragon. It's not like. Okay, first of all, it's a dinosaur with a bulb on its back. Oh, is that what it's supposed to be? Bulbasaur is not an onion, you fucking pleb. Well, I mean, it's got an onion on its back. It's a bulb. That's where the name Bulbasaur comes from. I know, but from. it looks like a fucking onion. It's an onion. It's How many onions do you know are like bright green? What? Is... Well, the ones in Chernobyl are bright green. You shut up. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing grows in Chernobyl. Actually, weird shit grows in Chernobyl. Have you ever heard of the real life Medusa? No. There's like it's a picture, and they've never actually taken a picture directly on at it, and it's it's not alive. Which I'm googling it. It's good. It's good. 
But basically, it's like runoff from the reactor. It's like radioactive sludge, but it's so radioactive that if you like stood in front of it, it would kill you instantly. Like not even like. Cool. Massive. Yeah. So like the only picture that like the, the the pictures that have been taken of it are like pictures taken through a camera around a corner, like through a like taking a picture of. I see perception. it. Yeah. It's they call it the elephant's foot. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's basically like the real life Medusa. It's crazy. This guy, this guy's like right next to it in like the biggest radiation suit yeah. I've ever seen. God damn, that's actually quite cool. This week on the Chernobyl podcast, we talk yeah. about the elephant's foot. That's basically <laughs> Chernobyl's great. Um, I don't really see... I, I mean, we can't really ruin Chernobyl as a multimedia franchise, which is unfortunate. I wish we could. Um, I think the best way to ruin Pokemon, just to cycle back a little bit, is just to let the Americans design them. Because like the people, the ones that everyone hates are the ones that the Americans designed. Americans have designed Pokemon? What? Uh, yeah, the first American Pokemon designer made... Garbodor and yeah. Vanillux. The ones that people really hate. I really like Garbodor, actually. I think and Trubbish, especially. I think Trubbish is very cute, but a lot they're of people hate fun. it. They're quite they're quite fun. I like I liked them. I didn't use them because I'm not a massive fan of po- poison Pokemon, but they're quite It's the same thing in Mega Man though, because they had that competition where like uh some of the uh what were they called? We'll become Robot Masters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of the Robot Masters were designed by like um like Western audiences and like everyone that's yeah. like, yeah, that kind of shit. Oh uh, Splash Woman was pretty great. I mean I mean, I've only I've only played like I actually don't know which ones I've played. I've never played any <laughs> of the original ones. I played Mega Man X a while ago. X is fun. X, I is, like pretty, X. X is pretty sweet. I've played the Power Battle arcade game. That's, I have no idea what that is. It's a really fun game. I used to love it as a kid. But like, uh, yeah. Can we ruin Mega Man? Is that I mean, I mean, I mean, the way to ruin Mega Man X is to just do what Mega Man X Eight did and make it three D. Or Mega Might Number Nine. Oh, that'll make me cry like an anime fan on prom night just thinking about that fucking yeah. video game. Hachi machi. I just love it. Like everyone was like, "This is gonna be amazing," and then it came out. I was like, "This isn't amazing." That's the thing about like expectations. You can never meet them. Like I, I backed Ukulele in the first hour of its Kickstarter going up. I have not played that game since I got it. And to be fair, in Ukulele's defense, it did have to go up against Persona Five for my time because they came out in the same week. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Platonic, but I'm gonna pick Persona Five. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't. Like, was it, didn't they do that game in Unity? Was that the big deal with it? Like, everyone was like, why did you do it in Unity? Un- right, Unity is not a bad engine. I'm sick of people saying Unity is a bad fucking engine. I'm not that knowledgeable about engines. I know, like, four. The only, the only like, thing I can criticise is Frostbite because Mass Effect Andromeda, which is another game. Andromeda isn't a terrible game. Andromeda like, is just... not the worst game I've ever played. It's probably a solid five and a half out of ten, maybe six. For me, Mass Effect Andromeda was very was a very solid meh. It was very mediocre. Yeah, and the com- the combat, I have to say, was quite fun. I enjoyed the combat. It was, yeah, I liked the idea of, like, changing classes on the fly. Like, that was a nice way, that was an interesting was, way to change liked, stuff up. I liked how, I, I love games with very mobile combat. Yeah, very, so it was, like, the combat in that cool. game was very frenetic and kind of fast-paced, and it was, yeah. it was interesting. Again, this is the video game corner of the yes. show that we do. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of I mean, video games from childhood you could run. You could play like, Spyro. I, I mean, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking dare. Is that, is that like for an anniversary episode we have to do one of our like childhood games? Spyro was the game I grew up on. Right? Spyro 2 specifically was the game I grew up on. I recently 100% in that game, like last year. Yeah. It is probably my favourite platformer. Despite everyone saying three is better, I didn't. I, I disagree. I think two is the is the best Spyro game. It's quite easy to ruin like my favorite childhood game because all you need to do is basically just let Tetsuya Nomura do everything and make Kingdom Hearts three. Right. First, I I've been replaying Kingdom Hearts recently, like the whole series. I just did. I've just. I'm at the end of Dream Drop Distance now, and I'm like, when you have to involve time travel. <laughs> into the plot you done fucked up because you wrote yourself into a corner so you have yeah. to make shit up i mean it's all made up but i have to say like i as a kid like i play kingdom hearts 2 every now and then if i'm like if i'm like okay i've got nothing to do i'm feeling nostalgic i'll play kingdom hearts 2 because it always puts me in a good mood but recently i bought i got a ps4 uh over the summer and i was like cool i'm gonna you buy get it. the the collection yeah I'm, like, I'm gonna get all the games that i can't usually play so i was like i'm gonna get uncharted didn't like it pissed off a yeah. few people uh got um, Last of Us also did not like it. Pissed off even. I also people. bounce off The Last of Us hard. Yeah, I was. I got bored. I think I always. I always keep saying The Last of Us will make a better movie than it would a video game. I like. I don't. I don't agree with a lot of Aaron Hansen from the game of his video game design decisions. As, uh, right, Aaron. Han- as amusing as I find him, I feel like some of his video game decisions are bullshit. But I do agree that Naughty Dog should just make a fucking movie. If they're that, they should. They. It's, it's what they want to do. Yeah. Evidently, yeah. 
I don't, Aaron Hansen is one of these people that will say something is good or bad, and then people will treat his word as gospel. Sky, yeah. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is fucking great. Fuck you if you disagree, because I know that's quite an emphatic statement, but Aaron Hansen said it was bad on Sequelitis, so everyone says it's shit now. Uh, I've got a suggestion here from uh, Charlie Bruin, oh. uh, staying on the topic of video games. Who wants us to ruin RuneScape for him? Oh, uh, RuneScape. I, I actually... Uh got in trouble once in that game because uh, <laughs> I was a very, apparently I was a very shady 10-year-old RuneScape player because I figured out that <laughs> everyone playing the game was an idiot. So basically all I did was made really shit armor, told everyone it was good armor, and then sold, and then set up in a bank to sell shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then people actually, to be fair, bought shit from me until guards came over and told me to fuck up. <laughs> and I was like... I love that. I, was you, like, <laughs> I love this idea that you shook people down in RuneScape. I, I was like, hey, you want to buy some top-of-the-line, totally real golden, not bronze armor? It looks brown because it's got mud on it because I had to sneak it past the guards. 300 gold pieces. But this is the starting time. 300 gold pieces! <laughs> Did you ever try and buy and sell... Um... GF on RuneScape. I have no... Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what that meme is. I didn't play RuneScape a lot. I played a bit of it at school, because, like, I played, there was nothing like, to I do. I played it for, like, two days, and then I got confused, and I stopped. RuneScape is definitely not a game to play. I mean, if you try, you can get you can fall very deep into that hole, but, yeah. like, it's just not really for me. I kind of... Again, I bounced off it. My friend hit... Um, one of my friends, Jacob, he plays uh fair amount of runescape. He quite enjoys it, but I, I find... Again, it's the same thing, because my attention span's shit. I find MMOs... I liked Star Wars The Republic, but I had no one to play with, so it just kind of got boring. Oh, okay. The only MMO I've ever sunk any kind of time into is The Old Republic. Like, I've lost... I've completed, like, three of the class stories. I'm working my way through the fourth. I am invested. Because it's a Bioware game. It's one of the only Bioware games that's still a Bioware game. (laughs) If I had someone to play with, I would definitely play it more, but... I wanted to get into it, because, like, I love the whole, like, setting, and, like, I love a lot of the designs for the, like... I said, like, the way the armor and weapons and shit looks. I love that. The cinematic trailers I've watched, like, so many times. I've got a suggestion here from Ian Haynes, who uh, suggests uh, the CBBC show Raven. Ah, oh, love the challenge. Again. There it is. I've been wanting to talk about this goddamn show since we started this podcast, so thank you, Ian, for giving me an excuse. Raven is... Okay, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna fully like admit Raven is a very esoteric show that not a lot of people are gonna get unless you're for a very specific age and yeah. were raised in the United Kingdom. I always wanted to go on it. It was awesome. Uh, do you want Do you want to explain the concept of Raven or shall I? Um, I remember the fact that it was a game show with a bunch of weird challenges and they were trying to stop this weird sorcerer. Okay, so Raven takes place in a fantasy setting in which a demon a demon man is doing bad stuff. And his nemesis, the the good the good man, the good the good boy sorcerer Raven, uh, summons children to this fantasy realm, and um, trains them to become warriors so they can defeat the evil sorcerer whose name is Navar, which uh, perceptive viewers have realised that's just Raven backwards. Oh. <laughs> and to do so, they have to go and perform various physical and mental challenges, um, and uh, yeah, then they and eventually one of them will win the competition. Well, every week they get ranked, and at the, at the end of the week, if you're at the bottom, you have to go through the ultimate challenge called The Way of the Warrior, oh, which yeah. is really hard, and I think about two people in the entire series, like, there are about 17 seasons of this fucking show or something, and I think two people in the entire run actually completed the thing. Something like that. Citation needed. <laughs> so that's what Raven is. It was it was very, very popular. If yeah. you, you can say... To a certain people of it in of a certain age in Great Britain, you can say "Let the challenge," because that was like the catchphrase of the of Raven. Um, the thing is, they've already kind of ruined it, as far as I know, because they bought it back. Oh yeah, I heard that. It has just come back. Um, Raven is a supporting character now. He's not the host. The host is a woman whose name I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research into the reboot. Um, but how could we ruin Raven? Um, I mean, what what did people like about Raven? Like, what did you like about Raven? I liked the. I actually I liked the 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 uh, what's the word I'm for? Is it set design? Where like the, were... yeah, the the, the 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 set dressing as it were it was yeah, very yeah. kind of rural England. Yeah, it was quite cool. Um, I liked I liked Raven. Um, okay, so take it take him out of it. It's probably like, it, like well, no, 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 okay, no. Tra- either that or like you've got to make him something else. You've got to like, yeah. you've got to get rid of the guy, the original dude who now makes Iron Brew adverts. 
Um, does he really? I think so. I think some that he does. What's his name? You carry on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. But like, you would have to get an actor that is like universe. I, I got it. Uh, the Raven is now played by Katie Hopkins. No, 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 no. That that's too bad. That's too far. Too okay. far. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, Katie Hopkins isn't. She's not allowed back in this country. I need to make that very clear. She's okay. is that, because of her. Is that a legit thing speech. or like? I be- I believe so. I oh my god, that's amazing. Here. I, she's because of all her hate speech. She's oh. not allowed here. I mean, it's not amazing. Uh, I'm looking. The at... hate speech isn't amazing, obviously. But the fact no, that she's finally fucked the fuck off. Yeah, she lives in the states now and talks about all the bullshit over there. Good. Um, Piss off. James McKenzie is still is still making convention appearances as Raven. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Like he's still in like the uh, he. One thing people really liked about Raven was like his costume, like. I, I cannot tell you the number of D&D characters I've made that I have in my head. They look very similar to Raven, the character from the t- CBB show. Yeah. Raven. Like, people really like that shit. So you either, like, make him play by someone else or alternatively, trap him in a crystal for the entire show. Yes. So he's there, but just out of reach. Yes. <laughs> it's like, he's the, he's the carrot. and He's the, he's the dangling carrot. The carrot and the new poor set design set in 1940s New York is the stick. <laughs> okay, so he's now known... He's, in the reboot, he's now known as Raven of Old. So yeah. he's the new... Yeah. The broadcasting began like three months ago. So it's still it's still cracking. Yeah. It's still going. It's just like not... I don't know. Not I, Raven. I don't, I don't know. There's Ra- you... Sorry, there's Raven and there's Raven the Second. She's another Raven. Okay. Is it? And is she, she like? Is she his bird or? No, she's like a different. You get it? She's another. She, she's another character called Raven. Oh, that ruined, that's the that's that's the missed opportunity. That that's how we ruin it. We make that the joke, but they just constantly refer to it, and it's never funny. <laughs> refer to what? They're Sorry, just like, like, oh, like this is my bird, Raven the second. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and no one finds it funny and it's just annoying but like okay, the raven okay. thinks it's really funny the raven just like we have we have a dub where the raven laughs like ah, 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 like just fucking <laughs> or instead of the raven we just make it the duck but just <laughs> just the new cbbc show duck <laughs> but like when he's he's going to he does he still sounds the same but like every now and then he just quacks really loudly and it'd be like, but the thing is, we go an entire episode, and like the last challenge, it's like, let the challenge. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. I think what a lot of people really liked about Raven was the fact that it was, it felt like epic, right? Mm, yeah. Like it was really. Good. E- e- Raven felt like the atmosphere of the show was very epic. Like there, every every warrior was given like their own weird fantasy name. Um, so like, a kid called like Erica would become. Erska in the world yeah. of Raven, right? And so, and like you know, they all had like lives, and there was like a life system in place, and you collected rings, uh, which were like your points. And there was like a big, there was like a threat, and there were demons all over the fucking place. Yeah, it was pretty. So cool, like, it... wasn't there also the thing where like at the end of like every challenge, like the Raven would be like, "Shit, they're hunting us. We've got to move." Or am I making that up? Yeah, he was like, yeah. In order to get from location to location, like the demons get closer. We must move on, yeah. right? That was that was like a really cool. It was the thing kind was, of way to was, move the plot. It was along. weird because it was a, it's it's very weird because a lot of game shows that feature kids are more like, oh, they're them and they're trying to do like wacky challenges. But that was like a fucking like everyone had like it seemed to like have an arc. Yeah, it did. There was there was uh, I remember there were like spin off. There was a I was like it was four spin off, three spin off series. Sorry, and they had like actual narrative arcs with with other characters doing stuff while the kids were doing challenges. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is, like, really good. <laughs> like, what happens? Who, whoever greenlit this is fucking great. I love you. Yeah. So I think we need to take out the sense of epicness from it. Because I think that atmosphere was what made a lot of people really like it. So if we just completely neuter it and just be like, oh, the demons throw a ball at their head. Yeah. And then they do it. And we're like, okay, let's go to the next challenge. Come on, we have to find the thing. <laughs> what if I... What if they're like, ah, oh, the demons, and like they throw a tennis ball, like paint, like with like, some orange paint on it. It's supposed to be a fireball, and they throw it, <laughs> and it's just a cameraman wearing horns. But he didn't. Nobody, nobody told him that he was the demon. He's like, ah, what? What the hell? Ah, like no. What the hell, Raven? Jesus. The demon designs in Raven were really cool as well. They were very subtle. They were just like guys in brown cloaks. I don't remember them. The demons from Raven were. I can. I'm gonna get a picture of them here, and I'll probably put it in the Discord chat for you. Oh, but nice, they were really. Nice oh yeah. 
they were like really they were just like very simple but they were very very spooky i remember being terrified of them when i was a child oh yeah and i forgot about like all their like fucking their cool ass like outfits as well like for the kids yeah got, yeah the like, kids cool, had like cool like warriors had, like, tunics shoots. and it was awesome man like yeah what the fuck happened to television? I've just got the fucking <laughs> kids television specifically, man. Like, I mean, this is now just becoming like a, you know, this okay. show is bad. The new, the new, Raven, um, the new Raven looks kind of cool, actually. I kind of want to watch it, but I don't know where to watch it legally. I, if I can find a way to do so, no, I, I mean, will. Like, um, like her costume design's pretty cool. I don't actually. I haven't seen the new Raven. It's like, at it's all like in her new it's costume. Like, it's obviously updated, so it's a bit more like hardcore. But it's like a fucking full on like leather tune, like curious and shit. Kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Oh, it's still got like it's still got like a wing design and stuff. Yeah, and there's like oh, that's really cool. I like a stick as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's Raven. I mean, I think the best way to ruin that would just be to. I mean, I don't think we. I mean, I know this is going to sound counterintuitive. Do we need to ruin this one? Like, can we just keep this one as it is? Well, the thing, I think the problem is, is because everything about Raven, like that's good about it, works so well with everything else that's good about it. To change, to make, to ruin it, you would have to change the entire show. You would have to change the entire format. Or you'd have to do, program, like, a, yeah. a parody of it, but then it's just a parody. Yeah. So it doesn't really work. Yeah. A lot of Raven is kind of... Mar- like, the campiness and, like, over-the-top bullshit in Raven made Raven as good as it was. Yeah. But, like, there was a lot of, like, really cool... I remember one challenge they did was, like, there were strings, and your teammates... You were blindfolded, and you had to go in towards the ring in this maze of strings. If you touched a string, you lost a life straight away. Uh, I think I remember that. And it was really, like, fucking... It was intense to watch it was kind of buck wild i think a lot of like i don't know if this is i, I might just be rambling now but I, I feel like some a lot of entertainment stuff nowadays never really like plays to what it feels like its strength should be like when yeah. the original thor came out this is the perfect example this is what i was thinking about the first thor came out and it was campy and weird and silly and it was quite enjoyable it's quite a good watch yeah but then the dark world came out and then you were like what the fuck why is it edgy? what do they do here yeah why is it edgy and dark and stupid now and then ragnarok came out and you're like oh this is exactly what thor feels like it should be just over yeah. the top nuts funny silly like fighting because I think a lot of I think a lot of I think the problem with a lot of these things is a lot of these properties are very scared to kind of lean into being a little bit more camp and yeah. stupid and dumb. They think they're like in order to be cool and to be relevant, they have to be edgy and like. But the thing is, it, you it know, works in the opposite direction where like it's also like Avengers doesn't seem to play to its like strengths very much because it's like oh we've got a bunch of characters who are like completely different, but there's no like it, there's no real interpersonal drama. There's just like they have one argument and some quips. Yeah, and that's it. And you're like. Yeah. Okay, but where's, like, the massive ideological divide between Iron Man and Captain America? Well, they tried to do that, and then it was Civil War, and it sucked. And Civil War was bad, exactly. But, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, should, we move, should we move on? Yeah. Or are you... No, I'm done. I was basically it. Just, like, okay. Marvel is not as great as it should or yeah. could be. I've got a thing here from... I've seen a lot... Oh, okay, this is a good one. Someone has someone kind of already did the groundwork on this one for us. Um, Martin Doherty um, suggested... The film Robots, the DreamWorks, I think DreamWorks film Robots, mm. uh, but he kind of put in the caveat. But rather than a wholesome family film where the parents build their son, it's just two sex robots. Oh my god! Okay, so it's it's like so, it's like an adult drama. Yeah, but sex. with two like two two robot sex workers. Yeah. Okay, that's that would be a genuinely I would that's kind of interesting actually. <laughs> that could be actually a really good show. God damn it! <laughs> you could go into like. You could go into the like the issues of like sentience and like depending on when it's set, yeah. you could even cover the singularity if you wanted to. For sure. I, I, how about we just take the film robots and change absolutely nothing about it except the main character and the fact that they are now a sex worker. Yeah, but like, how about this? But like, everyone's <laughs> trying to do this serious shit, but they're just constantly trying to fuck things. <laughs> like, just like, oh god damn it, Mr. President, we need to find the bomb, but also I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire uh, film. It's just bad. It's just weird. Robots was already pretty bad, dog. I mean, I mean it wasn't. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't great. It was fine. I, li- um, I liked Robin Williams in it, but then I liked Robin Williams in most things. <laughs> to be fair, Robin Williams is a fucking treasure. Yeah. So, well, was he always will be? He always. Robin Williams is is fantastic. He's timeless. I've got a suggestion here from Nathan Buchter. I think that's. I'm so sorry if that's how I've, if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, that I know you have some affinity for. Um, the popular Lego kind of franchise, Bionicle. Oh! I loved that shit as a kid, yeah. so I want to see how we can... Let's get silly with it and try and fuck it. Um, well, first of all, you don't want to fuck a Bionicle. That's spiky. No, because that they are spiky. Yeah. Either way you want to do that, it's spiky. <laughs> um, um, 
I think you can ruin Bionicle. Like, I mean, the movies were bad. I, I, again, I, I, I've noticed a running trend with this really, The movies were really dark. Like, out of nowhere, randomly. Yeah, they were, man. Like, uh, the second movie specifically, I remember being, like, very kind of like, oh my god, what the only, fuck? I think I only saw the first one. Whichever one had, like, the two weird kids that were going around and then one of them dies at the end. Oh, that's the first one. I saw all three, and, like, in the third one, I remember, like, one of the Toa got, like, ridiculously bad, like, possession by darkness. It was very weird. I liked the ice one. It was cool. He had a shield and a you like, sphere. Yeah, that was, that was Kopaka, I believe. I don't know why I still remember the names of all the fucking Bionicles. They haven't been relevant for years. <laughs> I remember, the, I remember like, that really weird scene where they're watching the competition, and like, the red dude's like, Sister! And, like, the weirdest fucking inflection ever, and you're like, why would you, why are you saying it like that? What, what's, what, why? Do you know something we don't? <laughs> Are you the director must have been out of the room at that point. <laughs> because <laughs> I remember the exact fucking line you're talking about. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my God. Um, the thing is about this podcast, and I've no, it's going to become a running theme. I think is that they've already kind of ruined it already. Yeah. So <laughs> unless we go like way back to like the like Raven with the really obscure weird shit <laughs> like that no one else knows besides us. Um, we got. We could probably find something popular. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Tom Newby has suggested um, Thomas the Tank Engine with the caveat: go hard, ruin Thomas the Tank Engine. I think they already kind of ruined it with the fact that they murder a train in the episode. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they they bury a train alive. What the fuck? Yeah, like basically he won't like they, like he refuses to do something, or he's just being really he's just being a dick. So they say like you either do what we want you to do, or we're going to basically put you in a tunnel and brick up the entrance. And then he doesn't do it, and they broke up the entrance. And it's just played so deadpan. Oh my god, I'm looking at it now! That's the sad... The episode's called The Sad Story of Henry, yeah. I think. And it's like... It's... They just... They bury him alive. What the fuck? Okay, I'm gonna read you the fucking Wikipedia thing. The, the, sorry, oh, no, the that's it. The worst part is, is that they, they make it so that he can still see people living their lives. Yeah, it's fucking even worse. Like, okay, so it says... All Henry... Okay, so... Thomas arrives to help the passengers to try to tell Henry doing the thing. The fat controller admits defeat and having had enough of the engine selfishness tells Henry that he's going to get what he wanted. Then the rails are taken up and the brick wall is erected in front of him. All Henry is able to do now is watch the other engines pass through the other tunnel. Henry soon regrets his actions as he sees Edward and Gordon run by. Edward always toots hello with his whistle while Gordon always laughs, saying it serves him right. Henry has no steam to answer them. They take it. This is why I have no mouth and I must scream shit. Um, he takes to answer it with a certain dirt of his tunnel, ruins his green paint with red stripes. Henry is left in the tunnel, cold, dirty, lonely, and very sad, wondering if he will ever be let out to pull trains again. I'm looking. I'm looking to see if he ever does get like. He does, man. I know Henry is a mainstay of the Thomas of the Thomas verse. Like he he gets out of there. I promise you. Henry was one of my favourites, I think. I remember they made, like, a... I remember there was a film, like, a live-action film, where they, like, they had... Like, there was the conductor, and he used to be friends with all the trains. Or am I... There was a few live-action Thomas films, and they were all very bad. (laughs) Again, don't at me. Um, As far as I know, all the main... All the the live-action Thomas films are very bad. Um, I got a comment here from Mike Cunningham, who suggests Robot Wars. Ah... I saw Robot Wars live at Comic Con. Dude, I actually went. Well, I, went to, I went to Insomnia. Uh, yeah, not great. Uh, I went to the worst gig of my life at Insomnia. But carry on. Don't don't at me. Insomnia was bad. This is fucking okay. Sorry, I'm just I I, I fell down a bit of a wiki hole of a Thomas and Friends wiki. <laughs> and um, no no, listen, man. There's like a fucking like three page fucking history of the Isle of Sodor where the thing takes place. Like Ogmund, born in Iceland, was the son of Sigurd of Kronk and his wife, and they returned from Iceland. I'm like, what the fuck? How is this important to fucking magic trains? <laughs> it's like I remember when I first got into when I first like like when I was first like interested in Warhammer. I was like, cool. Like I wonder how much lore there is. Oh, oh. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> it's, it's books like Oh, man. so good. I, I'm, current, current, I'm currently staring at a, a fucking XV88 Tau Riptide battlesuit, which I've never built. It's just sat there taunting me. I have like loads of shit in my bo- in my thing from my Warhammer days that I just never even got around to touching. Yeah. Another one from Mike Cunningham, uh, the popular Nickelodeon show Rugrats. Ah, oh, 
Now, I think there's a very deep fiction here. I think Rugrats, if we try hard, we can definitely fuck yes. it. Well, there's that one theory where, like, Angela's schizophrenic. Oh, and all the babies are figments of her imagination. Yeah, and, like, the reason why I think it's Tommy's dad makes toys is because, like, Tommy actually died. His son died. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, Jesus fucking... Who makes this shit, yeah. man? I don't... I'm not crazy about, like, the, the fan theories that try to uh, make everything yeah, dark I, for no reason. Like, I, I get it. I know why you want to do that, but it's not... I think I think what would be interesting is like just doing like rather than like they had because they had Rugrats and they had Rugrats all grown up. I don't think we should ruin Rugrats itself. I think we should do a spin off of it. That no, that's what I was thinking as well. I think but we the, do I it. Think it so they're all in their mid thirties and it's really depressing. Yes, this is exactly my thinking. So it's but what what genre are we going for here? Are we going for comedy? Are we going for kind of like a slice of life thing? Like what 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 are we leaning into? I think here? it should be more like like kind of like Fargo, where it just keeps getting worse. It's not really like any. Okay. It's kind of like a black. Okay. It's like a black comedy or drama, but also like as the show goes on, everything just gets more and more fucked up, and people just keep getting more and more like into like bad shit. Like I don't know, like like Chucky kills someone in like a panic, and then it's just him dealing with murdering people, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. There's a rich fiction here. I think we found yeah. it. So okay, so the it takes place in you know in sort of like the, the deep the deep space space year, whatever. <laughs> They're all grown up now, but like actually, so they don't say stuff like grown up. They say, I am a grown up man. I am Tommy. I'm a businessman I pay taxes. with a suit. <laughs> I pay my taxes and eat my veggies. So, let, okay, so let's just quickly kind of like think about very quick, high concept character roots. Tommy is like a businessman man who is. In a loveless marriage. In a loveless marriage. I like this a lot. So he's in a loveless marriage. Doesn't Chucky end up with. Hold on. They're babies. They don't end up with anyone. Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? No, I about? mean, like, like in the, a grown up version. Prob- I think he's. I, I I don't know. They hint at shit. I think. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm gonna have to look this up. I think up. I read about it on the on like on Wikipedia. On the Rugrats Wikipedia. No, not on the Rugrats Wikipedia. <laughs> like just on Wikipedia. Lil potentially Lil uh, is a possible love interest. Okay. What? Who? <laughs> Which is the female twin of Tommy and of? Yeah, I remember this now. Okay. So no, I think Tommy. Oh, what was the? What was her fucking name? The, the the kid that moved like across the the road was it Kim Susie Susie Su- Susie Carmichael so Tommy is in like a loveless relationship with Susie Carmichael <laughs> um I don't think that that's how this will work because I don't think there's any like canon in there but I think we can fuck with that so they're in a loveless marriage um it's been a long time since you know they had any time for them so they've had their own kids and now they realise that um parenting is is very difficult and it's very draining that's that's kind of a thing for Tommy he's just very depressed yeah Chucky. What what about Chucky? I what feel are we like doing with Chucky. Him? Uh, Chucky's very nervous, so I feel like yeah. he could possibly have some kind of un undiagnosed like mental condition. Okay. And one day he goes through a nervous breakdown and never recovers, and just as 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 an anxiety sufferer, I have to admit I related to Chucky a lot. Uh, as 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 an anxiety sufferer now, retroactively, I identify with <laughs> Chucky a lot. I've always like I always liked Chucky. He was always my favorite, and I never figured it out until I kind of got my like diagnosis. I was like, "Oh shit, that makes sense." That was it, Kimmy. Kimmy was his sister. That was it. Okay, no, we don't. No, Chucky's sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chucky's adoptive sister was Kimmy. Okay. Yeah. Um, they were she, ado- uh, uh, yeah, like I say, adopted sister. Yeah. Kimmy Finster. That was it. That was her name, and she was the. Oh, um, Kimmy Watanabe. That was her original name. I like, yes, like Watanabe as a name. It's quite cool. Yeah, it's a good one. Maybe she died. And that made Chucky. Fuck it out, Jesus. Okay. Like you, right? No, you want to do this? We're gonna do it. Okay, we're doing this. Maybe Chucky witnessed her death, and that like made him more unhinged. Oh, maybe Chucky was indirectly responsible for his death because he couldn't cope. Oh, and blames her and blames himself. Yeah. For it. Okay. And okay. He also, okay, he also resents Tommy because he views Tommy as successful. Oh, because he's got he's got a lot in life. He's got like you know a wife and a white picket fence and the kids and the dog. But like he doesn't realize that Tommy's actually just sad, just very yeah. sad with his, his with his existence. Yeah, no, okay, I like this. I like this. Uh, what about the twins? Uh, I feel like Dill probably joined the military. I feel I can I can see that. But like I can see you mean Phil, right? Phil, Phil and Lil. That's it. Dill was Tommy. Dill is Tommy's baby brother. Yeah, okay, Dill. I think Dill should just be yeah. like a drug addict. Fucking hell, man! All right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay, he's the young can, one. Okay. He's under a lot of pressure as well. No, here's what I'm thinking: Dill can be like a foil. Like he's actually enjoying his life, and he's well adjusted, and he's like normal. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's trying to help, and he's trying to help his brother out. And that makes him more sad. 
but that yeah that make like oh, oh man, maybe like in like, the so final episodes of the show like the closing like the closing like moments is that basically there's a moment like maybe there's a thing that like signifies like tommy has like a tick that he does when because he's sad like he has a yeah. habit that he has to sad and then in the last episode like in the last couple of minutes, dill does that like that tick Ooh, that's some good cinematography he's been, my he's been trying to fix like tommy's problems for so long that he's kind of like taking them into himself yeah no i like this a lot okay lil what about lil 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 deville uh, again I, I there's a canon kind of in the original series there's a canon kind of romantic connection between chucky and lil for some fucking reason. maybe maybe in college they were together uh, okay yeah. and then like basically chucky that's good that could be the kimmy thing that's when kimmy is like maybe it happened at college and something happened there was like a mugging and like chucky freaking out caught like in some way but, got kimmy yeah got kimmy killed in that, okay she was she was like because she's she's like three years younger than him right? yeah something like that yeah she's two years younger than him so he freaks out so she's coming to visit him and then okay she gets offed i guess <laughs> yeah i mean like uh, so maybe chucky blames himself for it so he self-destructs his relationship yeah okay and lil i guess i don't know Phil and Lil are a package deal. Yeah. So I think whatever's going on with Phil needs to be going on with needs to like affect Lil in some way. Okay. Um. Maybe maybe Lil's whole arc is that she struggles to be on her own for the first time because Phil's abroad. Okay. Okay. Oh, what on t- on a tour? Yeah, he's on tour. on tour. Of duty. And like, he finds it very difficult. And she's like, and like a lot of her thing is like her like, kind of not really know what to do with herself because she's always been part of a pair and then like. A, oh. she's like she's not got that pair anymore also like whenever she sees the news she's like shit you know like because that's a big thing is like a lot of people they say well, like when they've got family members or like partners or like siblings abroad oh they see news about the war they see, or they'll whatever. see news and it's the they, they will avoid they will either avoid the news or like they're just like oh i don't like they're just they get so upset yeah okay i like this yeah um i think the other ca- the, there's one more character we definitely need to touch on and that's angelica i don't know what Angelica. can is. we make can we make Angelica get killed? What? Why stop killing people? Got... No, it's just no. Yo, you were the one that said Chucky killed someone. Chucky right? doesn't kill. So- okay, no, I didn't. You said maybe he freaks the fuck out and kills someone. I don't know. Okay, all right. We don't have to run with that. I mean, what could she be doing instead? Like, what's her purpose narratively? Maybe she's the antagonist for the whole thing. Like, maybe she's got like a deal in the works because like her father and mother were like very big business maybe, people. Maybe, so maybe she maybe, like, went into that maybe world. Tommy works for Angela. Angelica. Angela. Angelica. Oh, that's good. And um, and she makes his life miserable. Yeah, that's why he's sad and like he because his work life is his work life is too stressful. So therefore, he can't focus on the home. Meaning there's a ba- there's an imbalance. Yeah. So he resents his wife. He resents his workplace. The only escape he has is his friends, and they don't fucking want to be with him because he's all he's sad all the fucking time. Yeah. So okay, I like this. So we've got the character work kind of laid out. Right. What other we need like a plot beat, and we need like a conclusion for the series for the first series. Okay. Alright, alright. So the show opens and it's Tommy in a board meeting. Okay. And he's just buying faced. Just like completely thingy. Like and Angelica is like Angelica I don't think is like his overall boss. She's like his direct superior. Yeah, she's like she's like I'm I'm a superior I I'm I manage a team of of people on your yeah, level. So I'm like, your superior. So I'm she's not your sat boss. next to him, like just like doing the Clicking her fingers like really bored, and like every time like yeah. she finishes one of the uh, like cl- like class, yeah. he like winces slightly. Yeah, he's just like so sick of it. And the first the first shot is like a tracking shot of his face like going through his daily life until he gets home. Okay, I like and then like okay. and then it sort of like pans out or like it cuts to like actually seeing his home life, and it's just him sat at the table like not eating. And, like he's got his kids, and then Susie's like, is it Susie? Was it was he with Susie Carmichael? Yeah, Susie yeah, Carmichael's so. a quite, well, I guess Susie Pickle now. Uh, yeah, so she sat across from him like I feel like maybe I don't know. I don't want to it... I feel like she might make the effort, but I don't think she would I don't wanna make it too I don't wanna make it too depressing that she's like the she's actively trying and it's kind of like hurting her. I feel like maybe she's trying to be upbeat to show him. But like Yeah. It's kinda of like he, She knows. Yeah, she knows how miserable he is and she's trying to just go through life like going through the motions, but like because sometimes when you're that low you can feel like everybody who else is happy is like patronizing me. And that's what he's. I've been there. Yeah, that's what. I've been so there. So you're like, you're just there, like, oh, well, why is why do they get to be happy when they're like in the same situation as me, and they're literally in the same situation? So like, that's him, and he's just like that. Like the first like five minutes is this is this whole tracking shot, and then like the end of dinner, like the only line he says is, "I'll take the bins out," and that's his like the end of his introduction. 
and they just cut. I'll take the garbage out. This is an American program. Yeah, right, so and then he just it just cuts, <laughs> and then it's to the next person. Okay, so we get in, we get introduced to all the characters, and then then what happens? Like we need to get some kind of plot structure in place. I feel like maybe there's a reunion coming up. I feel like it all comes to a head at this reunion. Okay, so there's a reunion that's getting teased at like the start of the season. Like there's a school reunion where they're, and they're all going to be together again. Maybe like the absence of Kimmy. Yeah. So like, that could be like the that could be like the mid-season like kind of like climax sort of thing. Yeah. Where, like, okay. It's kind of like, I like it's that. Kind of like they finally get there and then like a lot of stuff is revealed. Like maybe like they don't. No one ever addresses that Kimmy's not around anymore. Oh fuck! Uh, like. Res- Oh, well, so whenever whenever someone brings it up, they just like they just change the subject. Yeah, it's just like it's like kind of like like remember when Kimmy? Uh... Oh no, you know what we could do? We could make it like um, her funeral or something. Oh yeah, that could be interesting. Maybe not a funeral because that's too recent, but like maybe like an anniversary of the death, something like that. Yeah, like a memorial service. Yeah, that could be interesting. Like, like but like, like if they're in college. Show, let's say Tommy would have been. Let's say like Chucky would have been. How old is he? He's like he's like twelve. When okay, so when the death happened, okay, the, his his current age in twenty eighteen is twenty nine uh, is like twenty nine years old. Okay, wait, no, that's Kimmy. Kimmy was twenty nine if she was if she was still alive today. Yeah, it's like her birthday, and they they usually meet every year, but like maybe like the last couple of years they haven't. Well, like, maybe she would have been thirty, and that's why they're meeting after not meeting for a while because that's like a big deal. Yeah, they would all basically the babies would be thirty at this yeah. point if if they were alive today. So they're all turned. So like they, you know, Kimmy's just turned thirty. They're all meeting up. Because, of course, their friend died. But we don't tell you that. That's just... It, it's just it's, it's, it's assumed by all the characters. But again, like, what's the... There needs to be, like, a plot hook. I'm trying to find out, like, where the, where the meat of the plot is here. Because at the minute, we're kind of just... It's like a character study more than anything else. Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be... There's got to be something. There's got to be here. one thing that links them all together that's, like... Deal bit it. Maybe that's why he's so fucking together because he's not feeling any guilt or sadness over her death because he did it. Oh. But then, like, thing, but then, like, people start finding out, uh, like, or like new evidence is arisen. Yeah, no, that could be it. Like, Dill's like a low key sociopath. Okay, and it becomes a kind of investigation, like a procedural. Okay, yeah. we're, we're we're back on it. And it's kind of like it's kind of like Chucky's like really involved because it's a redemption story. Yeah. Oh no! I've got it! I've got it! I've got it! I've got it! Okay, you found it. We go, we go, we go, we go with it. this. But I've got a cool, I've got a cool ending to the season. Okay, so okay, end end season one for me right okay, now. Basically, it. it's all come to a head, right? And like every like only Chucky's figured out that it's Dill. And the thing about the guy who who like did who like killed Kimmy is that he had a very specific like he either said something or he had an action that he did. And at the end of the season, when Chucky and Dill are in this room together. Dill either says or does the thing that's specific to the killer. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like and then, that. like, you just have the shot of, like, Chucky, who looks exhausted, just goes pale, and, like, his eyes widen, and then end. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. It's good. Okay, if we've got... Okay, we've got the basic plot. We've got the characters. Now, what was good about Rugrats, and how can we make sure we keep that out of it as much as humanly possible? Oh, uh, the, the comedy. <laughs> the comedy. The general happiness. <laughs> For sure, the general upbeat attitude. Um, you know, we've killed one of the most likable characters, so that's part of probably, it. Probably, like, the uh, family values is an important part of the show. That is very important. So if we just had, like, all the parents divorced... Yeah, like, or, like, yeah, it's kind of like... it's well, The point is, is, like, really, from Tommy, so you can see the destruction of a family. Well, yeah, for sure. Like, so you're seeing that shit in real time. Oh, this is depressing. Think of the, think of the children, Owen. There, ah, you said the thing. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> it's just occurred to me that the last few sort of like 10 minutes of this podcast aren't exactly funny and they're more kind of depressing <laughs> so, like this is this if you tuned in for comedy this is not for you i'm afraid the first half was now we're getting into the real shit <laughs> the first half had some actual jokes in it now this is the this is where we go for real yeah uh i think well uh, are you are you content to wrap it i'm content to wrap it i'm i'm happy with this show okay that we've, we know wait i'm happy no, with no, this. no we've got to come with a name because we had rugrats and rugrats all grown up Okay, so yeah, so Rugrats... Ah, fuck. Ah. This is a good point. We need to name this program. We can't just call it Rugrats 2018 because Rugrats makes no sense. Um, uh, I want to include Reptar in there somewhere. I know, it's, I know it sounds dumb, but like that big green dinosaur Reptar, like I... Maybe like... Reminiscent of Reptar. Reminiscent? Remembering, <laughs> my remembering Re- Reptar. My, my dinner. Well, well, no, Reptar's not involved in the plot. In no, it. but like that could be the point. Is it that like... They, like Tommy seems to think that it all started going wrong when he lost Reptar. 
<laughs> Way back yeah. when he was, and a lot, a lot, of, a lot of the scenes are like him, like looking back about like how it all was so bad, like throughout all these years. And maybe it reveals a lot of plot details you'd never notice in the original show because they're like kids and they don't, they don't notice shit. Remember it properly, and yeah. then like now with the benefit of hindsight, they're like, oh yeah, cool. Like maybe like the killer ate reptile bars when he did murders. <laughs> just oh man, all this murder has got me hungry. I'm gonna just eat myself a reptile bar. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us once again on our seminal podcast, Think of the Children. We have a Twitter, uh, at TOTCCast. Uh, we, of course, have, a, have an email account, uh, TOTCCast at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a line, you can do so there. Uh, this episode is the first that will be on iTunes as well. So if you want to leave us a review on iTunes... Yay! <laughs> if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps out a lot. And I, I, I will read them all, I promise you. I... I don't have an iTunes account, so I will have Owen read them to me. I will read I will all of them. Lying, because I will I... be lying on a Shea Lounge in a, in a silk dressing gown. <laughs> on a Shea's Long, eating grapes from all the money we just I made mean, from this seminal probably, drama probably series. Probably more like just like drinking rum. I should have seen a review now in like a fucking like very expensive like gown. Just like, bring me some more rum, Royston, please! I need to destroy some childhoods. Or like, or like, you're like, oh, no, this is happening, and then I get the bottle of like, like rum, and uh, you're about like, okay, Jay, you ready to read? And I'm like, I'm downing it, and I'm doing the archer, like holding the finger up, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, and then I'm like, now I'm ready, and then you start reading, and you just look over, and all you see is me like. <laughs> what well, I do the oh well that's there we go that's how we end the podcast next week. <laughs> Could that be our new like fucking like our new banner? It's just that scene. <laughs> just you asleep, me recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like dressed like like a normal person, and I'm in the fucking shaylong <laughs> in finery. <Yeah>. Like, the... <laughs> oh Christ! So thank you once again. Again, if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate that. It would really help us out as a little startup podcast. Um, and I think we're gonna end things there. Jay, do you have anything you'd like to say? Uh, any parting advice you'd like to give our audience before we before we wrap? Uh, parting advice. Um, everybody just like look for good news for a change instead of all the bad news. I think I think everyone needs that. Okay, I was I was more hoping you'd do something funny. But, oh, okay. I mean... <laughs> well, I think mean, we're, we're going for like depressing and emotional. Fine. Um. <laughs> uh, what can I do? Just 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 say my name, Jeff. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> don't do what my friend did and snort lime shavings. It's a bad idea. Do not smoke lime shavings. That's my advice. Excellent. You're in, Excellent. You're in a scenario Wonderful. where the option to smoke lime shavings is there. Don't take it. <laughs> Stay in drugs, don't do school. <laughs> uh, okay, I've been Owen Piper. I've been Jay Little. You've been listening to Think of the Children, and this is a witty sign-off. <laughs>